All right, we are here, episode seven of the Tossing Salad podcast. I am Brian, the Garden Warrior. I am your host, and we have this week my friend Ashley, the Mocha Gardener, on, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, food security and her new book that's coming out in November. We're getting a lot of details about social media and how we first kind of came to meet each other on Instagram. So it's a really good interview. I'm going to be honest with you, though. This is one of the tougher interviews that I've had and not because of Ashley. Actually, Ashley got us through this. So we had you guys are getting tired of hearing this, I bet. But every week it seems like there's technical issues, production issues on the podcast. And this one this week uh, for episode seven, Ashley and I just had this connection issue to where uh, I kept the the feed kept getting dropped and we would be talking and she would be mid-sentence of something and then her video would freeze and I would lose her for about 30 seconds and I start freaking out I'm like oh no I'd lost her and I'm just thinking oh and this happened like 10 times I counted 10 times I, I when I do the editing I do the editing of the interview separate and then later on when we get ready to post the podcast i i do this intro that we're doing and then i do an outro for the podcast but as i'm editing i'm just like i i i hope i'm going to be able to save this podcast because you get into a groove of talking to somebody and you've got a train of thought and she was she was really good at doing this to where we would reestablish connection i would say ashley i lost you for the last 30 seconds can you repeat what you said and she was like oh yeah sure and then she just she you know went back and just hit it Right, we, we had to do that like 10 times. In the moment, I was kind of freaking out because I was like, oh, I just, I hope this podcast, I'll be able to save it somehow. It doesn't surprise me. Ashley was fantastic. She got us through. She was able to uh, get back to talking about what she was talking about before we got interrupted. And by the end of the podcast, and I've put this together, I'm like, that was a really good podcast. That was a good interview. So I, I'm like... I'm going to have to let her know. I'm like, Ashley, you kind of saved the podcast there. One other thing, and you could probably tell in my voice, I'm still on the back end of this COVID deal. You know, I've I've gone two years without catching anything that, I, that I'm aware of. And finally, it's caught up to me. And I just, I can't seem to shake, uh, you know, these last, the, the tail end of this thing. So still have a little bit of congestion, some coughing, periods of I feel fine that I can do stuff. And then periods of I just, I don't feel like I can get out of off the couch. So um, yeah, it's it's been kind of a bummer the last uh, week and a half, two weeks. And you know, the, the interview part of the podcast, this was done way before. Like I, I've got, I go through periods where we record three or four a week. And then I just plan on editing for a few weeks and then I go back and we record a few other um, interviews. So the the interview with Ashley was probably well over a month ago or something, I, I don't remember. But uh, yeah, hopefully start feeling a little bit better. And uh, you know, I just, I haven't really been posting anything on social media, keeping up with that. Although I'm trying to keep up with the clips on the Tossing Salad podcast Instagram page, which is the official page of the podcast. So if you guys want to see the video clips, we kind of try to, we clip out, you know, one to minute and a half, minute, minute and a half video clips of the podcast of, of things that I think are interesting within the, the interview, but the podcast itself, you guys can hear it on every 
podcast platform there that's out there. So there, I, geez, there's like 15, 20 podcast platforms. Tossing Salad Podcast can be found on I think all of them. So if not, let me know. We'll be sure to get the feed up on whatever one that is your podcast platform of choice. But uh, let's get to the interview. We're going to drop right in like we do. This is Ashley, the Mocha Gardener, and our interview from a few weeks ago. Hi. You have a placeholder photo for your Zoom. You You must do this quite a bit. I do. I do Zoom quite a bit. Is this for work or is this for the garden stuff or? So this is both for work, for everything, anything that I have to communicate with anyone virtually. So how are you doing, first of all? I'm doing pretty good. I had some technical issues, of course. That's kind of the nature that we're in, uh, but I'm doing pretty good. This has been uh, season one of the podcast. This is all about technical issues. Nothing works. <laughs> I have cameras that go off in the middle of the podcast, throws me off a little bit, but it's okay because it's something that uh, I think will be kind of fun for people to kind of follow along this first season as we get things okay. up and going. So Okay, excellent. Well, they can definitely learn from my mistakes and all of my technical glitches, but I'm sure it will be a fun conversation. Before we kind of get going, I have got to ask you, how is our guy Tyler doing? Because I <laughs> let me I'm 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 wondering, are we working him too hard at the house? I don't think so. Uh Tyler, are we working you too hard at the house? He shrugs, of course. Yes, I mean, that's my guy. I mean, he's okay. So we've seen this huge uh she shed project. The chicken coop, I think I saw you guys doing like a bathroom remodel. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking the guy needs a little break or something. I don't know. You tell that to him because you have to remember, it's like telling a gardener to not go out and talk about plants or anything. Really? To a builder who just likes to tinker and hammer. Does he do? Does he do that outside, like for work? Exactly. So you can't. Uh, it doesn't work. It's not successful. And uh, yeah, this is something that he just likes to do. So I'm his only client, which is good. So do you guys work well as a husband and wife team when you guys are doing these home projects? Like the last, the ones that I mentioned, the she shed has to have been a huge one. Yeah. So we had the she shed. Well, we had the garden itself. Then we had the she shed and then we had the greenhouse And then we had the chicken coop and the house renovations and stuff. So I think we do. I'm more of like, I'm concerned about budgets. I'm concerned about, you know, can we stick to kind of something that is feasible, something that others can relate to? Um, And that just pertains to all of the garden related stuff. But Tyler, he's a, he likes to create. So uh, I just let him do his thing. So, but is this something that you come up with and say, Tyler, I, the next project, I want to do a chicken coop. And then mm-hmm. does he do the blueprints and stuff? Or are you kind of throwing that together? Like, I'm curious how you guys actually work because it doesn't really work well with my wife and I, when we're doing stuff around the house, it's like, we're back at each other's throats. Yeah. So I typically say, Oh, Tyler, you know, it would be really cool uh, if we had a garden and he'll say, oh, you want a garden? Or like, how big do you want it? Oh, 
I just want to grow a couple of things, you know, throughout the year. I will give him something very abstract. But Tyler goes like to the deep end and he's like, I'm going to design something. And it's something elaborate. So the elaborate things that you guys see, that is not my doing. That is all Tyler. And um, so I, I pretty much just let him know, hey, you know, I think that we should get chickens. It would be great to have fresh eggs every day. And he'll say, well, the chickens need a house and I'm going to design a chicken coop for the chickens to be in. And I'm like, you know, we don't need anything crazy. So just keep it simple. But that's his idea of simple. So is he just in it for the building of it or does he like doing the chicken stuff and he likes the gardening? You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. Good question. He likes both of it. He likes to create the space and be a part of the growing and the harvesting because he grew up on a farm. So this is something that he's used to. So he enjoys the entire process. He is out in the garden, you know, you know, not necessarily planting, but he's working through how to build a structure to support the plants. He really loves figuring out how to build a great irrigation system, doing the research on that. So some of, some of the systems things and right. some of the processes he likes to be a part of because it allows him to be in the background. But Tyler is just as involved with the chickens uh, as me. He goes out to the chickens at least three times a day uh, to check on them, to feed them. Uh, he, so he's very involved. Everything that you guys see me doing, he's part of it. And, and when we don't see him, he's holding the camera for you or something, which I mean, a lot of our spouses do for us or the kids, we make them do that. But uh, uh, I wish, honestly, Brian, because I have to do so many takes on things uh, and Tyler's like, I'm over it. So I typically use a tripod or, you know, I'll ask him questions, especially um as like 2021, 2022 is when I started to say, you know what? I think he's not very comfortable. <laughs> is he not a social media type guy or uh, he doesn't appear to be kind of like the in the center of attention type stuff, which to be honest with you, I'm not either. Yeah. But he, he seems like he likes to have fun with what yeah. he's doing. And when we see him in the background, he's always got, I think he kind of plays up to the camera. I'm not sure, but yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I have this relationship with this guy and no one like the two of you, because I know this account that you have online, at least on Instagram yeah. is really a combination of the both of you. Yeah, it is. And I'm so glad that you recognize that, that this is really a team effort. Uh, Brian, you've been there from the beginning. So you've seen kind of uh, you know, how we've evolved, you know, our garden and just as, mm -hmm. you know, how we've evolved as gardeners. And really, I might be the face of, you know, this, the, the, the page, but I'm definitely not the only face behind all of this. This is a team effort. And I really appreciate you recognizing that Tyler is such a crucial part of the success of this brand and the success of our garden each, each season. I always feel so insecure. I, I see all the stuff that he's doing. I'm like, why can't my hands and tools do that stuff here in my garden? I just, I, it's just one of those things where people have a gift for something and you really appreciate that. And you hope that you you get married to somebody that has those gifts, you know? Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, so what I was wanting to 
talk to you about because you you mentioned before you and I have been on here for quite a while. When do you remember when you kind of started Instagram as the Mocha Gardener? So, are you asking me when I actually started officially? Uh, a a two parter. Then, when did you start your yeah. presence online, and when did you start as the Mocha Gardener? Because I assume it could have been different. Mm-hmm. So. I started my presence online in, okay, I started my garden presence online in, at the beginning of 2019, 2018, 2019 or something. Um, And I, once I started getting into the gardening stuff, I was like, uh, I need to pivot because I'm no longer my personal account. I actually need to come up with a name for this to at least let people who are connected to me know that you're about to see a lot of plants. <laughs> so uh, it really started then that I wanted it to just solely be focused on just gardening because I'm not really, you know, over time, I've just stopped sharing so much of myself on social media and I wanted it to be way more curated. And uh, I allowed my Instagram page to do just that and dedicated it to all things plants and gardening. So did you, so you did an actual switch with the name and everything on the account or just created a brand new like garden account for the Mocha Gardener? No, I did a switch. I I finessed everyone. (laughs) I finessed everyone. I did. So everyone's like, wow, you're you're talking about a lot of plants as of late. And I'm like, yeah, this is me. It's your account and you can kind of do what you want to do. And, you know, I've talked about that before in that, my online presence used to be just a personal account and I would, you share things that you're into at the moment. And it just got to the point to where it was like every day, it's a tomato, it's a cucumber, it's, you know, and exactly people, the ones that were forced to have to follow like on Facebook or whatever, nobody wants to see that right day after day. Right. 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 And then it starts to, then we start to be a little, then we're a little self-conscious about posting our veggie stuff all the time. So yeah, yeah. I think that just makes sense to kind of, you know, at least get into a niche that we're passionate about. Yeah. And really connecting with others who are in that same niche um, and who actually find your picture of your cucumber or your jalapeno pepper to be interesting. And so I think that that's really what Instagram has, uh, and even now TikTok a little bit, has kind of afforded you to be in the space where you're with people who are like you or interested in similar things. Right. Now, did you roll your eyes at TikTok there for I a did. second? I did because it's so many platforms. It's so many platforms. What is your, what is the state of your social media? The state of my social media is like question mark. <laughs> It's question mark because I'm trying to, I'm really trying to balance like this, like it's no longer, oh, just share some pictures with your friends. Now it's like, you're a brand, you're a this, and you've got to produce content and the content has to be engaging and it's going to be measured by statistics. And you're, it's like, many of us were kind of forced into, you know, influencer, which is a really weird uh, term, but we were kind of forced into your page, your lifestyle page kind of being a platform. 
which is not a problem. It's not a problem. But I think that there's this element of Instagram also having their stakeholders that they have to, you know, to, uh, appeal to. Mm-hmm. And so now it's, it's now we're social media or the platforms like Instagram, they are appealing to stakeholders. They, they're, they're trying to grow their platform and their, uh, their, their business model. And with that being said, you know, you know, of course they're going to evolve, but in that platform evolving, it kind of forces us to evolve as well to where we, many of us were just using this to show off our gardens. Now we are content creators. We're actually defined with a title now. And so is this the brand of the Mocha Gardener? Did you have this in mind when you started your garden account? Or is this kind of, it's just kind of gone this way once you realize, you know, you start picking up a few people that really like the Ashley that they see on Instagram. Cause we're talking Instagram right now. Cause that's the, you know, that's where you and I uh, kind of found each other. We've been friends for the last several yeah. years. Yeah. Uh, but I think a lot of people do gravitate towards positivity, people doing something on the, on the bigger community front and putting more in as opposed to taking things out. And I think that's why you saw such a growth with your account and where you're at. But I don't know if that is something you wanted from the beginning or not. Yeah. So I, from the beginning, I was thinking, how can I impact those around me? And I was just using social media as a means to connect with and bring awareness and educate others and things that I am learning. And so with that being said, it kind of really, I'm not going to call it all negative because there's some positives where many of us kind of saw entrepreneurial uh, opportunities from this as well. Uh, we've created ventures from this as well. And so, you know, it's, it's kind of, I think it's, it's a learning curve. So it's pushed me from researcher mode into entrepreneur mode on, you know, they don't have to be exclusive, but you can actually combine the two. So there was work that I was doing out in the community, really in food security, and I'm still doing that. And I really wanted to kind of make this very, you know, complex issue a bit more practical or, or uh, digestible for other people. Yeah. And I found an opportunity to kind of leverage social media to do that, but it still becomes very complex because how do you balance doing the work versus showing the work? And I think that social media forces you to show a lot of what you're doing and it takes from the actual impact that you do behind the camera. Well, and that's where it comes into having, it does help when you have somebody like Tyler that can help out a little bit when you're making those videos or, you know, you want to bounce off some, bounce off some ideas or something. Okay. So let's, let's, I love love my husband. I love him. I love him. But Tyler told me from the jump, he said, I will do the stuff in the garden, but I do, I'm not interested in learning all like how to do the camera work. So when you see me talking into the camera, I'm going to tell you all my little secrets. Yeah, I'm talking to myself with a tripod zooming in and trying to do like the very elementary editing but Tyler is not behind the camera unfortunately he's really doing kind of some of the work in the garden 
Right. Well, that's, that's fine. That's some of the work that, uh, you know, if we can get some help on it, but, you know, going back yeah. to having somebody that obviously is within your house yeah. and is on the same page, it, it yeah. definitely will help you approach some of these goals that you have now, yeah. knowing you as much as I can off of Instagram. And I mean, we've had some really good conversation for a while there. We were kind of checking in with, with people during the pandemic and stuff. You were reaching out, just checking on people. And I, I mean, that's just, I, I just think that's part of who you are. But as much as I do know of you, I still think that the spotlight being on you as far as like having uh, the following that you kind of have and and being that type of account that does influence, because I know when you even said that earlier, you kind of cringed at it. I just don't think that's you're totally comfortable with that. I've tried. I'm trying it. I'm trying. I like I've tried to do the whole I I think what what I what I have trouble with with that term is, you know, what is influencer and what does society perceive an influencer to be? Because I will tell you off bat, when I think about the term influencer, I'm thinking about an influencer being someone who is influencing others for something hopefully good. Um, however, society has you know, many different variations of that term. And a lot of times what we see is that it's people influencing others to do something that may be of value to them, uh, but it's definitely definitely of value to someone. But, you know, what is that, what does that look like? And there's some some business transaction associated with it. So I think I'm I'm trying to reconcile this influencer lifestyle with service. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I struggle with it when you start to promote things that maybe start to, uh, deviate from the mission of why you're on, like why you're like promoting your brand in the first place or your page in the first place or your craft in the first place. And so, that's really where my, my there's an internal conflict of how do I remain true to myself? How do I remain true to what I set out to do, but more so what I'm in, evolving into as well. You base, is, is it a personal gain thing? That's kind of an issue as far as the guise of being out there for the community and doing things or, or influencing thing, but under the guise of personal gain, that's what you don't like, right? Yeah. And, you know, that sounds weird because it's like, well, there's nothing wrong with a personal gain. This is just business. Yeah. And you've got to sustain the things that you're doing. So in a way, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think. But under the I, disguise of you're putting out there that you're for the community when you're really doing it for yourself. Yeah, that's that's it right there. It's the what impact are you making and are you still trying to are you still trying to impact those around you or has it solely become a i'm just here to impact myself because if if you're doing that then be true to that uh but if you're out in the community but yet you're not really doing anything for the community then that's a whole different ball game now yeah no i i, I totally understand what you're saying there uh, yeah. We've got like 10 minutes left on the okay. Zoom. So I want to make sure there's two okay. things that I want to hit okay. for sure. And you mentioned a little bit of, about this food security. Yeah. And I noticed that in the last 
really the last year or so, and I've been kind of off of Instagram for large chunks of time. We don't have to necessarily get into that part of it, but I know that that was something that you thought you wanted to kind of put some energy and focus and a spotlight onto food security for other people. Why is that something? Why, where did you come up with that essentially? Like, why is that important? Yeah. Great question. And I love to be able to talk about this because it's something that I hope to, to really bring into a different forum outside of Instagram. These are the bigger conversations that I'm interested in having with people because I'm having them outside of Instagram. Why food insecurity? Because it's very personal for me. Uh, it's very personal for a lot of people. And many of us don't realize uh, that we have either experienced it or there are people that we know who are currently or have previously experienced food insecurity. It is a growing issue and it is one of those underlying uh, underlying states or challenges that has kind of served as uh, this manifestation of chronic diseases, you know, and chronic disease, uh, th that prevalence is very high in this country. And to be real with you, because I'll take it down a notch and bring it back to my life. I have seen way too many people who have been affected by things like diabetes, uh, type two diabetes, uh, hypertension, uh, heart disease. And a lot of that had to do with them not being able to access the foods that they need to thrive. And so because I took that personally, that has become kind of this fire for mm -hmm. not just the things that I'm doing out in the community, but I got upset with the system. I know that sounds crazy. It's like the man, you know, the government, but I got upset with the system and I wanted to do something. I wanted to engage in something that I could actively do to make one small bit of change. It's one small imprint or one small dent. And that was creating greater food security, starting with my home. And is this something to where you're hoping, I guess in a roundabout way, is this trying to get more people if they ha have the opportunity to, to start growing at home? Yes. So it's a or in their community. Cause not a lot of people, not everybody can grow food at home, right? Or can they? There's a two prong approach to this. And one of those, uh, the first one is to show people, hey, you know, learning how to grow food, it, you can do that. You know, even if you don't necessarily have all the space in the world, it's okay. It's the fact that we need to at least learn about where food comes from and where really good food comes from. The second element is helping people to understand other food options outside of what they see, uh, you know, driving down the street and their communities. And it gets us back in touch with what is true, what is good, and uh, what many people before us, our ancestors, what they were used to eating. You know, so now that things are ultra processed, now that we've got fast foods, which is, uh, you know, not completely a problem, but if we are solely relying on those things, that's going to impact our health. And so what I want to use the garden to do is to empower people to understand where your food comes from, but also to understand what really good food looks like. I, I love everything you just said about that. And again, knowing you for what I do, it just seems like when you can see 
a little bit of a spark come over you as you're talking about that about that so you kind of know that that is definitely so, that's something important for you and mm. you know that's a little bit as far as uh the last couple of years our local master gardener group has mm. taken on a project in the summertime where we go up five or six of us every week for the summer and we're teaching at the boys and girls club for like an hour hour and a half but just exposing them to various kinds of foods that they may not have seen or you know known about and it's not a matter of are we wanting them to fall in love with uh broccoli or anything not necessarily but it's just a matter of you know hey there's a lot of things that you could potentially grow if you can but not everybody can but then that's why we also have a community garden just showing them that there are like 30 different varieties of tomatoes there's a black tomato a blue tomato a red tomato yeah, so I, I I totally feel you when it comes to that. Yeah, and it's food is food is so universal. Uh, food is applicable and relevant to all of us. And so even if you don't have all of the space, learning about food and learning how to grow it, it's it's insane how or it's. I think it's incredible how it encourages people to think outside of the box for getting what they need. So now you've got people with balconies. I've got friends who have balconies. You don't have all of the space to build raised beds, but somehow they have found a way. They were empowered enough to utilize their balconies to grow food. Isn't that something? That is something. We've got, this is like a whole nother hour. At some point, we'll have to come back and go over this more in depth because yeah. I, I I do think that there's a lot of information that we can kind of kick up in the dust because there's a lot of people that will say, well, Asha, that's great. I can grow on my balcony, but what if, um, but what if I can't, what if I don't have the money to do this or that? And I know that you've got answers for all that stuff. So <laughs> we're, we're going to, we'll come back to that at some other podcast. One, one thing I want to make sure that we get uh, handled here and okay. I'm going to be selfish for just a second. Okay. How, how can I get an autographed copy? Like when I buy, uh, you've, you've got, uh, there's a certain book coming out here soon and I've got to have an autographed copy. Do I, do I just send it to you? Like, are you, are you, is there a place where you're autographing a bunch and we can buy them directly or how does that work? So I'm still, I'm still scheduling that. Thank you so much for, for just your support. Even as I was writing, um, like my friends, my, my little tribe had their way of kind of keeping me encouraged. And secondly, I will definitely let you know, um, uh, if I can ship something to you, that would be great. Uh, because I would, I have a lot to say, <laughs> uh, really just thanking you for your support. But, um, I think we can make some, some, make it work. Uh, even if I have to mail you a copy. Well, so when is the, when is the book coming out? What is the, what's the name of the book? What it's it, what is it all about? Yes. The title of the book is How to Become a Gardener, Find Empowerment in Creating Your Own Food Security. Um, And that launch date is for, I think, November 1st. They moved up my launch date. Uh, So that's like 60 days, officially 60 days from now. And uh, you should be, you would be able to pre-order, which is very important. Pre-orders help to uh, help the publishers to understand exactly how many books need to be in circulation. Uh, so I would appreciate pre-orders um, and you can use uh, or purchase it on Amazon. 
Um, you can purchase it on Books A Million, Barnes & Noble, all of those major book retailers. So I hope I answered all of your, uh, your questions. I'm going to go out to my local bookstore just because I still like going and physically touching and smelling. And I'm going to every day, I'm just going to go and just look in the gardening section for your book. And when I do, I'm posting that on social media. I'm going to also pre-order. Don't worry. I'm going to pre-order. Oh, it's okay. But I want to put my hands on that book that's in a bookstore or something if I can. That's going to be so wild. Um, I don't even know. I I definitely feel like I'm going to cry um, because I think what people will find is that it's not your average gardening book. It's really a story from the very beginning and walking with the reader through the chapters. And we're walking through my garden and other gardens. And what you'll find is that the voice that I'm using in the, in the book is I'm speaking directly to you mm-hmm. as we're walking together. And uh, what's, what's so, you know, What's going to be so powerful about this book is that it's got elements of me. I'm giving so much of myself and the things that I've learned along this uh, this journey. But at the same time, I'm leaving it up to the reader to also have a sense of autonomy as they're walking through and maybe even thinking about their own garden as they're walking through this as well. So it's a journey to not just, you know, how to successfully garden, but really the evolution of the being as we become gardeners and nurturers of the things around us. Did you you ever think that you would have a book? Not like, I I don't know. I no, I don't know. Or a gardening book? Not a gardening book. (laughs) I, not a gardening book where I'm, and that was, that's what's crazy, but One thing I would like to tell people is that as you're building your gardens, as you are working with plants, you'll find yourself growing things within yourself. And just like your gardens, be ready for whatever comes to fruition. Harvest that thing and cook it and and enjoy it. So I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm just going, I'm grateful for the opportunity, but I'm also grateful for those around me that uh, supported me along the way of writing the book, but not just the book, also my whole gardening journey as well. Uh, it's, uh, I, I couldn't have been excited for anybody else more than when I saw that you had that big announcement and I, it's just, again, you've been one of the biggest like just positive influences that I've encountered on my Instagram journey uh, for, you know, this is going on eight years now. And Mm -hmm. I've, I've had my issues with social media lately. And again, that's a whole nother podcast that we can talk about. Um, But knowing you for as long as I have the last uh, three years or so. And I remember at the top of your account, you had the think like a proton. Yeah. And I've always associated that with you. And I always remember every time that I could, I have a weak moment of not being a good person and look, I am totally not perfect or whatever, but there's times to where I'm like, Ashley's always think like a proton and, and put more positivity out there, especially on social media when we can. Yeah. And I, I will say, Brian, none of us are always protons, but 
I'm, do, do I have permission to nerd out very quickly? Absolutely. Um, just like, you know, an atom, there is there are times where there's going to be the negative, which are the electrons, but there's also the protons that exist. It's just a matter of choosing. And sometimes we're going to be out there and with the electrons, we're going to be in our moments and that's okay. Uh, you know, but as long as we are able to come back to the nucleus uh, and, and near that, that proton, that near that positive energy. Yeah. So be just fine. So it's a matter of choice. And I think overall, with my time and knowing you, you tend to choose the proton way very frequently. <laughs> I, I try again. I, I need to I, I've got to do better myself, but I always uh, think about that uh, that line. And I'm always very grateful that I've met you on Instagram and uh, I consider you a good friend. Uh, Tyler, I I, I don't think I can let my wife see all the stuff that you guys do because then she's going <laughs> to expect all of that here. And that's just not how it works here in St. Louis. So, uh, Ashley, I appreciate you uh, doing the podcast. Good luck on the book thing. I I need my book signed somehow. Even um, if I have to visit you, Brian, you're going to get a sign. I want it signed. And I, I may have to have uh, Tyler sign it too or something in there. Oh, I need that would be a great idea. A thumbprint or something that is just, because I tell him, I, I I absolutely love you guys. I mean, I again, I, I don't think I've ever talked to the guy. I just, I've seen him on some of the pictures or the videos or whatever, but you guys seem like just a fun couple. I, I wish I could rent him out just for a few hours just to take care of some of the stuff that I can't do around my house. I know he's my boo. I, I, I love him. He's my best friend, honestly. And, you know, you see us joking around on the camera, but I I'm so thankful for him. I, I thank God for him every single day. We actually thank God for each other every day. That's just a practice that we do every day. <laughs> where And before we end here, we've got one minute left. Where are you filming at? What location that he built here? Where are you at? I am in the greenhouse getting ready to start seeds for the season. So you guys will see more of that on my social media. All right. And you're on Instagram, TikTok as the Mocha Gardener, right? The.mocha.gardener on Instagram and the Mocha Gardener on Facebook and TikTok. Anywhere else? YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> this is why we're saying there's too many platforms. But again, that's that's for another podcast. All right. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you later. Thank you, Brian. Bye. All right. That was Ashley, the Mocha Gardener. Again, Ashley, you were awesome, especially getting us through the uh, the intermittent breaks when the feed kind of broke up between the two of us. So a uh, fantastic interview. I love uh, Ashley and uh, you guys uh, check out her Instagram. What did she say? Instagram. She's on TikTok. She's on YouTube. I, I'm sure. I think she said she's on Facebook or the.mocha.gardener. But go check her out. And uh, we'll see you guys next week.